Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast! What is going on, guys? You are tuned into the newest episode of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. This is the Tuesday Touchback Edition. I am your host, Dale Lippin, in here with the white chocolate protein shake. Soup, what's going on? Ah, same old man. Monday night, sitting here watching the football game, Pats versus Bills. Um, I know you and I talked about it earlier. Uh, I'm calling it now. Dunta Hightower was a healthy scratch tonight. He's going to get traded to the Lions. Matt Patricia is their head coach, the old defensive coordinator for the Pats. Um, Dunta Hightower to the Lions for Golden Tate. You guys are going to listen to this Tuesday morning on your commute to work. I don't think it's going to happen yet, but uh, I can see it. Golden Tate coming to the Pats. I expect it done in the next 24 hours. That'd be pretty wild if it does happen. What's even crazier than that is this episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Go to MyBookie.ag. Give them promo code. Give me cash. Get 100% deposit on or 100% match on your initial deposit up to $1,000. MyBookie.ag. Promo code. Give me cash and get that uh, 100% match on your initial deposit. I think that you're right, but I think it's going to come at the cost of Josh Gordon maybe at some point down the road seeking uh, greener pastures elsewhere. What do you think? No, I don't. um, He was supposed to be suspended the first quarter tonight due to being tardy. Um, He was out there the first snap. He hasn't missed a snap yet. I don't see him going anywhere. He's, you know, revitalizing his career in New England. He's fitting in well. He learned the playbook. Um, I think New England's just stacking the offense to the point where they think that they're going to, you know, it's going to be them and the Chiefs and it's just going to be an offensive battle. Neither team has a good enough defense. Hightower has been wishy-washy. He gets hurt almost every year, so I don't think it's a bad trade. They think they might be able to keep Golden Tate next year at a discount, 31 years old, new contract maybe. I just know that they've showed interest in Golden Tate. They've showed interest in Demarius Thomas. You bring either one of those guys in and you've got, you know, Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, Gronk, James White, Sony Michelle. That offense is going to be high powered. Um, I can see them getting this deal done here in the next 24 hours. Now, this is just, this is my opinion of what's happening. I might be looking into it too much, but Patricia has voiced how, you know, how much confidence he had in Dunta Hightower as his defensive captain. Him being a healthy scratch tonight doesn't make any sense to me. Um, the Pats have showed interest in Golden Tate for a couple years now. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, start the rumor, let the rumor mill build. Uh, I think it's going to happen. Okay. Well, another thing that happened on top of this trade, which might happen, one thing that did happen is we got absolutely waxed this weekend. Um, we three touchdowns away from, you know, absolute glory. Uh, but instead we ended up in absolute uh, destruction. Uh, it's just what a rough weekend, man. Yeah. Heinz Field did us dirty uh, between the uh, Pitt Duke game, 
Pitt throwing a 30-yard touchdown pass with five seconds left in the game. And then Baker Mayfield throwing a 34-yard strike with six seconds left in in the game to hit the over in that. Um, And then Arizona, Josh Rosen driving downfield with a minute and a half left and scoring a touchdown. And then, you know, my hands up on this one, my bad. The uh, the Texas A&M five-unit play, not a good play. Nick Fitzgerald had his way with that secondary. Kellen Munn looked like trash. Um, just a just a bad weekend. Um, did well, you know. The show picks weren't the best. Patreon, we didn't do bad. Uh, our Patreon picks were better than the show picks, that's for sure. And we had one crazy prop play, Lionheart by submission in the third round. We didn't play it. I'm sure you guys didn't play it. That would have been a game changer for the entire weekend. We could have lost every pick as long if we would have played that. But uh, yeah, just all in all, you know, just a shitty weekend. But that just sets us up, as you like to say, in a uh, in a big bounce back spot. That is, man. We are in a big bounce back spot, and I like it. And one thing that it did do, uh, you know, anytime that you have a weekend like this, it forces you to sort of sit down, reevaluate, and you know. Uh, I mean, you can be tempted to just sort of re-contemplate your entire meaning of life as you watch all this money just flow away like spawning salmon. The thing that we did, though, is we sat down and we crunched the numbers. So I want to encourage everybody after the show, go to our show notes and we have updated. You know, Normally we do just an overall record, but you being the math rain man that you are and a little nerdy, you sat down and calculated our record for everything since the show started and not only our record per sport, but also our unit profits for each sport individually. And we're going to post all that in the show notes for this episode. I feel like one, we should have been doing that all along, but two, Last weekend was an all right weekend, and this weekend we got our ass kicked. So, you know, and a sort of an ability, a way to reestablish our identity to sort of let people know that, yes, we are for real despite the last two weeks. We got to put where we've been so we know where we're going. Uh, you know, we, we are moving onward and upward, and, and fear not for, you know, the numbers will tell you the truth and it's going to be in the show notes after the, after uh, you're done, just go there and check them out. Right. Last weekend we were actually plus six units um, this weekend down five units. Um, it's, it's two weeks ago. We had our first losing week. Um, I think we lost a unit and a half, but overall in the month of October with our only two losing weeks in the, I think it's 12 weeks of us doing this podcast, um, the only two losing weeks within a month period, still in the month of October, we were plus three and a half units. Um, as all you guys know, if you're, if you're taking these picks and you're playing them, you know how sports betting works. You can't win every single week. If you could, more people would do it in Vegas would lose a lot, but that's just how, it's how it is. You get bad beats, you get bad breaks. Um, all you can do is like you said, sit down, reevaluate, crunch the numbers, look at games and really, really focus on the next week and make sure you make the right picks the next week. Yeah. And I, I think that, like I said, that we're in a, we're in a big bounce back spot here. Um, and, you know, more so than anything else, we've got UFC this weekend coming up and we've got, it's Derek Lewis versus Cormier. And it's a great card from, 
you know, from top to bottom. And I'm looking to write this UFC ship 110%. We're going to crush it. So um, I, I'm, I'm excited for sure. You had texted me earlier in the day. We were talking about some lines that we like going forward. What are some things that you've already got your eye on this weekend that we're, you know, sort of scouting and getting ready for? So uh, big game this weekend is the Steelers Ravens game. Um, I've got a pick on that. Uh, one team is heading in one direction. The other team's heading in the other direction. And the Steelers are rolling right now and they're coming in at a three point dog. I know they're playing in Baltimore, but they're coming in at a three point dog. Uh, I'm going to see how this week plays out as far as practice and injury reports go, but that's something to look forward to. Um, and then we also have uh, the Texans who are coming in at a two and a half point dog. Um, they're playing well. There's, there's a lot of good teams that are on the road this week. Uh, that are, you know, getting two and a half, three points. So we're going to have to sit down and look, like I said, wait for injury reports to come out, see how practice goes, see what kind of inactives we're looking at. But uh, there's a lot of interesting games this weekend. Yeah, I like it for sure. Uh, But, I mean, you already know where my heart lies this weekend. I'll be glued to the TV all day Saturday, you know, starting obviously with football, but then ending the night with some good old-fashioned punch face. You want to break down some fights on that card? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. I want to do that this episode. So that way we don't necessarily have to spend a ton of time with it on Friday because, you know, I'd love to just get the picks and we've got another interview for you guys on Friday that I think you're going to enjoy. So, you know, for the sake of keeping time uh, at a more respectable level, because the last couple episodes have run pretty long, I would love to just knock some of these out. Let's uh, let's do something a little bit different this time, Soup. Let's start at the top and work our way down. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that works. Okay. So the first fight that we want to cover is obviously going to be the main event, Daniel Cormier versus Derek Lewis, DC, double champ, the GOAT against the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. What do you like about this fight? Uh, I I like the value in Derek Lewis in this fight. I do too. Um, He's coming in. Uh, I, I don't have the odds pulled up right now, but last time I checked, um, I seen him coming in somewhere between a four, plus 450 and a plus 500. A guy who is legit one-punch knockout power, um, I'd like the value in the plus 500. Obviously, Daniel Cormier's wrestling and his stamina is going to outlast Derek Lewis, and whether or not Derek Lewis's back will be able to hold up, like we say every time he fights, is a big question. But you know, just I'm, we're going to touch again on this on Friday. But just right now, to seeing where the lines at, I like the value in Derek Lewis in this fight. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I definitely think that there's value there, a hundred percent. The thing is with that. My bookie's got Derek Lewis coming in at plus 505. Okay. There's there's value there. And I say that in the sense that Daniel Cormier, despite all the accolades, despite the way that he's looked as of late, everything, has not looked the way he looked. I'll say this in the Stipe fight. He did not look like the heavyweight Daniel Cormier that won the strike force heavyweight Grand Prix, he did not look like the 
Daniel Cormier that came into the UFC at heavyweight and and beat uh, Frank Mir and, and Josh Barnett. He didn't look like that Cormier. Uh, he has fought his last two guys uh, in both Stipe and Vulcan Ozdemir. His stand-up has not looked good. His cardio has not looked very good. Not not the DC of old, if you will. I mean, he's definitely not C-level Cain Velasquez. There's no doubt about that. He hasn't looked great from that standpoint. My concern would be he would almost have to fight Derek Lewis the same way Stipe fought Francis Ngannou. If he can ex- execute that same game plan, I think he beats Derek Lewis up and Derek Lewis is, gets out of there. But... On the flip side of that, Daniel Cormier does not like being hit. And we have not really seen him respond very well to heavy hitters. Gustafson had him rocked. Obviously, John Jones kicked him to sleep. Um, you know, he does not respond well to hard shots or very uh, guys that are intimidating on paper and physically imposing. He doesn't really do well against them. I think that there's value in Derek Lewis at plus 505. I'm going to wait and see how he looks throughout the week. You know, obviously watch the UFC embedded episodes, maybe see even what he looks like way in time. I'm, I'm not sure yet. It's a lot of it's going to play into this. I'm not really sure. Um, but just put a little, you know, post-it note, footnote, put a pin in it, whatever you want to say. Derek Lewis plus 505. There might be considerable value there. So, this whole card really got cobbled together pretty quick, especially with the Poirier Diaz thing falling apart and the Shevchenko Eubanks card or portion of the card getting removed and added and removed and everything else. So now we're left with a new co-main event because Luke Rock holds out. We got Chris Weidman versus Jacare Souza. Who do you like in this fight? I like Weidman in this fight. Um, again, I've seen him come up anywhere between like a minus 175 and a minus 190. Um, Going off both of them, their last fight, if I'm not mistaken, was Kelvin Gastelum, correct? Yeah. And Jacare lost and Weidman won. I remember watching the Weidman fight and he, in my opinion, dominated that fight. He looked extremely impressive. Um the Jacare, I know he lost by split decision. I think that could have gone either way. I know he can make an argument to say that he won that fight. But I think, I mean, obviously Weidman having a full camp and being able to prepare for this fight and Jacare stepping in in short notice, I think Weidman is the play in this fight. I think so too. Um, you know, there's something to be said about really good jiu-jitsu, which obviously Jacare has. But Weidman, as much as I love to hate on him, he is a strong wrestler. And a strong wrestler can trump great jiu-jitsu if the strong wrestler is, in fact, physically imposing enough. The problem with that is is there's not a whole lot of guys in the UFC that are more physically imposing than Jacare. I think that the fact that this is a short-notice fight is what's going to be the difference maker here. I know Jacare obviously stays in shape. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I just don't know if he's in fight shape, and I don't know if he's in fight shape on this short a notice. I know he was on the on the schedule um, to uh, to fight later on in the month. However, you know that's oh, actually he's fighting on the same. Yeah, he was going to fight David Branch. My mistake. I bumped my head somewhere. 
Jacare was supposed to fight David Branch on this card. So Jacare is just moving up. He was already in a camp. Uh, so that's not an issue at all. It's Jared Cannonier I was thinking about. That's my fault. My mistake. All right. So Jacare is already in shape. I just don't know if he's prepared for a guy like Chris Weidman. The only thing that scares me with this fight is the change of opponents for both guys and the long layoff for Chris Weidman. That he's been off, I think it's been over a year now. He's got, you know, that hand that broke and rebroke and surgery and all that stuff. I'm not sure, man. That, that's that's a long layoff. Jacare has been pretty active. However, this is an older Jacare. Not that Chris Weidman's super young, but still, I you know, my bookie has Chris Weidman coming in at minus 180 and Jacare coming back at plus 150. I think you're right. I think Weidman's probably going to be the play here. It seems like the safer money. I'm not sure yet, though. So, I don't know. I'll... uh... I'll keep an eye on it as we move forward. So the the next one that I like as far as, you know, fights on this card go, it's sort of like the my pick for like sleeper fight of the night, and that's Israel Adesanya versus Derek Brunson. Style bender, Israel Adesanya is must-see TV, or in this case, he's worth the cost of the pay-per-view. And I think he's going to – I think he's going to – Dust Derek Brunson. I really do. Um, what's the what's the line on that? My bookie's got Adesanya coming in at minus three twenty. Brunson's coming okay. back plus two sixty. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I I think that the last style bender wins this fight. Um, the like you said, this is the sleeper fight of the night. Um. There's gonna, I mean, for the average fight fan, this is this is gonna be a fight that you're gonna want to watch. There are gonna be some big shots thrown, some heavy shots thrown. Uh, these guys are entertaining to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, there's so, so this whole card is really, as far as like deep cut fighters, is actually pretty stacked. And I'm gonna, I'll get into some deeper cut guys here that you may or may not know. Sue, but Jordan Rinaldi, Jason Knight, uh, the White Trash Diaz brother, Jason Knight, that's gonna be a great fight. And I th- really think, I mean, it's it sucks that they've got this buried on Fight Pass, but Matt the Steamroller Frivola versus Groovy Lando Venata. Man, is that a that's that's such a good fight. I'm so bummed out that they're burying that on Fight Pass. I know it's the featured Fight Pass fight, but that's that's not you know, that's like being the fastest kid at a one A school. You're that's not doing anything. I'm Lando Venata, Matt Frivola, that needs to be, you know, at least on, on, you know, FS1 where people can see it. That's a great fight, man. Um, And just, you know, honestly, just this whole card is just a really good card. I like it. I'm excited about it. And we'll have to. We'll have what's, to uh, good. what's your opinion on the David Branch and the Killer Gorilla? Um. Honestly, David Branch has been in camp and Jared Cannonier has not. Cannonier right. Cannonier has knockout power for sure. David Branch can be knocked out, has been knocked out. Uh but I think it's the difference of one guy being in a camp and the other one isn't or hasn't. That's been. what I was gonna ask about the over under, uh as far as taking the under in this fight. I'll have to see what it comes out at. You know, right now my bookies just got prelim cards or like preliminary numbers out and it's just money line. 
they've got David Brandt sitting at a minus 440. So with them, it's not so much a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um, I don't necessarily see a whole lot of, I don't see much of a chance that Cannoneer, obviously it's punch face, anything can happen. But David Branch has been in a camp. He's been preparing for a guy like Jacare, who's got knockout power and great jujitsu. I think I think he'll be ready. I think he'll be ready. David Branch has had mixed results since he came back to the UFC, but I think he'll be ready for this fight. Jared Cannonier, I think his logic will be that of like a Derek Lewis. I've got a round to get this guy out of here, or then I'm I'm cooked. So, yeah, and like I, like I said, we'll touch back on these again on Friday. Um, there will be picks on the show. There will be picks on Patreon. You're a big weigh-in guy. You need to see what guys look like at weigh-in before you make your final decision. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we will touch back on all this again on Friday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's sort of one of the, one of the hard parts about this was when we initially, you know, you go back to these earlier episodes of the show, we did a thing where, you know, it was like, I wanted to wait till weigh-ins were done. Um, and then make the pick. The hard part is now with us recording Thursday night, these guys don't weigh in till Friday morning. So it's really sort of watching it and really riding on what I think is going to happen. And that comes from watching these, you know, behind the scenes and media day interviews and all this stuff and sort of seeing what guys look like or seeing what the, what the ladies look like going into that. So, you know, obviously if it was one of those things where, I don't know. Somebody pulls like a Jose Aldo and they're like passing out on the scale. We'd figure something out, whether it be on Instagram or emergency episode that's only five minutes long or something like that to get, you know, to modify that play. But sort of, you know, Friday morning, if you hear it, it's got to be gospel truth at this point because the way we've got this set up. Because honestly, if we put these out Saturday morning, it doesn't give you guys enough time. Heck, even Friday afternoon, if we put them out, it's not enough time for you guys to get to the books to make your plays. It's not enough time for you to sit down and listen to a, a half hour, 45 minute episode. You know, we really bank on being able to give you guys as up to date information as we can on your commute to and from work, lunch break, cutting the grass, whatever it may be. That That's really the way that we have to work it. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited about this card coming up. I think it's a good opportunity. We're in a bounce back spot. I think we're going to make a bunch of money this weekend. I'm excited about it. Any college games you're looking forward to this weekend? I honestly haven't even sat down and looked at college yet. I looked at the early NFL lines today. Um, I have not sat down and looked at college. I was just interested to see what the Thursday night line was, so I looked at NFL plays. Um, Speaking of college, uh, we are in works of getting a tier on Patreon for college basketball. As you guys know, we try to keep these episodes short. We cover college football, we cover NFL, and we cover UFC. So college basketball uh, is going to be strictly a Patreon, um, sh- strictly a Patreon thing. We might throw a pick out every once in a while if there's a big game. We might throw a pick out on the podcast, but we are working on a structure for college basketball. Um, if there's interest, you know where to find us on Instagram and where to find us on Twitter. Uh, we, you know, we ha- we're quick responders. You can. You know, ask any of our current Patreon supporters. We get back to you normally within the hour, to be honest. Um, so if you have any questions, you have any interest, just shoot us a message on Instagram or Twitter and college basketball kicks off next week. Yeah. Just real quick, because I pulled it up while you were talking there. West Virginia, Texas is this weekend. 
It's a big game. Definitely. Big game as far as the future goes for West Virginia winning the Big 12. Uh, just a big game in general as far as the standings go. West Virginia came out this week and shook the rust off that they had against uh, Iowa State. Will Greer looked really good. Um, Texas coming off the loss to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State played them very tough. They were up big, and Texas battled back, ended up losing by three. So um, West Virginia wins this game. We're looking at West Virginia, Oklahoma, the final week of the season. And I think... If West Virginia wins this game, I think it'll, regardless of who wins that Oklahoma-West Virginia game, I think they'll play each other again in the Big 12 championship to see who wins the Big 12. So huge game uh, for West Virginia this weekend. Yeah, absolutely massive. And then one more big game I want to touch on before we wrap this up, Alabama-LSU this weekend as well. Yeah, uh, this is is the best Bama team that I've seen in – I, this is the best Bama team that I've seen. I'm just going to go with that. I've, I've, I hated on Tua last year, um, you know, in the second half of the championship. I didn't think he was that good. This is the best passing quarterback that Nick Nick Saban has had in the past 10 years. Tua is – that he's unbelievable, man. The kid is so accurate. His arm strength is incredible. Their defense is otherworldly. I don't think LSU has a shot at keeping this game close. I think Bama rolls over them uh, in extreme fashion. Well, right now, my bookie's got Bama at a 14-point favorite, and I feel like that's probably pretty accurate. I I would almost mm, – <laughs> I don't say it's low. I do. I, I think Bama crushes them, man. Uh, we'll see. I just, we'll see. They're just so tough. Let's well let's let's go ahead and let's mark it now. It's it's Monday night on the 29th. Let's see what it looks like Thursday night. See if that line moves at all. Right. So, it might be a good time to get him now at 14, uh especially for all those and, you know, all all, the, all those roll tide fo- folks out there. It might be a good time to get him now at minus 14 because that line might move, you know, if it if it becomes the beatdown that, you know, we think it might become, I mean, I would be I don't, would it be that big of a stretch to see that thing move by a touchdown in a week? A touchdown, yeah. Uh, three points, that is not out of – that's that could happen easy. I mean, we saw the Texas A&M line move three points in a day. It all depends on what what kind of money comes in. Um, it depends, you know, who the big baller is that stops at Westgate and <laughs> throws, you know, 300K on Bama minus 14 and bumps it up a point, and then everybody just – trying to get in while they can before it gets to 17. So well, do me a favor. If that, if that listener is, an, uh, or if that person that's going to do that as a listener of this podcast, please go to my bookie and use the promo code. Give me cash. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then, and then make the account and then bet that please. I, I would love that very much. If you did that, um, that would, I'm looking, I'm looking through the games right now. Uh, there are a lot of big games this weekend. Yeah. Um, Penn state, Michigan as well. Yeah. Penn State, Michigan, that's a big game. Michigan, I think they're coming. They're, they should be about a ten point favorite. Yep. Um, Georgia, Kentucky, Georgia's probably about a ten point favorite, uh, and that's in Kentucky. Georgia really talk about a bounce back, man. They dominated Florida this week. That was they got back to Georgia football, play good defense, run the ball. That's what they do best. Um, well, what was funny? Okay. What was funny about this weekend was is that when we sat down to make our picks, we usually start with about 20 that we like, 
and then try to whittle it down. And every one of the ones that we cut from the list hit. And then almost everyone that we put on was a miss. All those ones that we were sort of like, ah, do we like this or this? You know, we always chose option A and and option B would hit. So, um, you know, we were right there. We just, you know, we zigged when we should have zagged. But anyway, what else do you like this weekend? Just something else to keep an eye on. I think as much as it pains me to say this, because if they went out, they're going to the college football playoffs. Um, sleeper game of the week. I think Notre Dame might have a tough time with Northwestern. Uh, it's in Northwestern. Uh, I think Notre Dame might be looking ahead to USC, but Northwestern's no joke, man. They play a lot of teams tough. Uh, they beat Purdue this past week. Uh, they lost by three to Michigan. They beat Michigan State. They beat Nebraska in overtime. They beat Wisconsin by four. I'm sorry, they beat Wisconsin this past week. Uh, they beat Wisconsin by 14. Uh, I know that Hornybrook was out with a concussion, little last minute concussion protocol, but Hornybrook's not that good anyway. So I don't. It wasn't a huge loss for Wisconsin. Northwestern's a tough team. They're rolling. They've won four straight. Uh, that's going to be a tough game for Notre Dame. Yeah. And I mean, not that anybody really cares about these teams too much either. You got Syracuse Wake Forest. I think that game's going to be an absolute slugfest. I'm just looking at that right now. Syracuse is coming in minus four and a half. Both of these teams have played great this year. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Saturday is going to be a great day of football. So yeah, I'm A and M's looking at a bounce back against Auburn. There's there's a lot of big SEC matchups, Big Ten matchups. We're, we're we are in the middle of conference play. Dwindling, dwindling down the season, uh, four, maybe five weeks left. Uh, it's going to be a lot of big comp- conference games. Yeah. Oh, Stanford, Washington. Did you say that too? Did you say Stanford, Washington? I did not, oh, but with Stanford spiraling out of control. And Washington only po- scoring 10 points this week. That was after scoring on their opening drive, they scored three points. And I think it was like, 54 minutes of play or something like that. It was terrible. Uh, Stanford's coming in. At, my bookie's got Stanford coming in at plus nine, which I think there might be some real value in that too. Cause like you said, Stanford's scoring at will at this point. I don't know. Yeah. They, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. A big, uh, now that, now that I looked at it, big Saturday coming up. That's for sure. <laughs> big Saturday for sure. All right, guys. Well, that about does it for this episode of Tuesday Touchback. Again, this episode is brought to you by MyBookie. You go to MyBookie.ag, enter promo code GIVMECASH, get 100% match on your initial deposit up to $1,000. Also, like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, shoot us some emails, uh, You know, follow us on, on I, or subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, all that good stuff. Share. I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, uh, the episode leading up to the Iron Bowl, we will have national champion and current UFC middleweight fighter and contender Eric Anders. Roll Tide on the show, helping us break down the Iron Bowl. You guys are not going to want to miss that episode. And then, like I said, we've got another guest coming up this uh, this week as well. And then we just had two more special guests confirmed. So we are going to have you guys elbow deep in special guests, breaking down fights and football and everything in between between now and Thanksgiving. So it's going to be a good month. We're definitely coming back. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, We'll bounce back up. 
I'm not worried about it in the least bit. All right. Well, if you guys are interested in supporting the show financially, want to navigate you over to patreon.com, patreon.com forward slash fistful of cash. $10 a month is going to get you five additional picks each and every weekend. That's 20 picks a weekend coming out to about 50 cents a pick. Can't really beat that. Uh, I'm going to put all of our, um, all of our records and unit plays in our show notes for this episode. So if you are on the fence or have been on the fence, by all means, Open up the show notes, look, give it a gander, see what you're missing out on, see where there's room to grow, and hope that you grow with us. That Until Friday, guys, keep your eyes on the line, and I will see you then. Take care, be safe, and we will talk to everybody on Friday. Again, guys, this episode was brought to you by mybookie.ag. Get over there, use that promo code, get the 100% match. You don't want to miss out on that deal. That's too good to pass up. And we will talk to you on Friday. As always, clear eyes, full fist, can't lose. Sometimes I lay under the moon, I think God I'm breathing. Cause I am here for reasons Sometimes in my tears I drown But I never let it get me down So when negativity surrounds I know Children.